Welcome to the Underdog Podcast, where we talk G5 football and only G5 football for UnderdogDynasty.com, the G5 football community on the great SB Nation network. Uh, this is the Week 10 slash Week 11 edition of the show. Uh, quick note, sorry to all of our uh, iTunes listeners. It's uh, Last week's show apparently just never really showed up there. Do not know what happened. The tech people who are smarter than me do not know what happened there. Um, hopefully it was just a one-time thing. Um, we'll get that back up and running here. But um, first of all, welcome back. A lot of close games from last week that we got to run through and um, some big ones coming up uh, this week in terms of conference championship implications. So we'll break it down for you. And uh, we being myself, Joe Londrigan, a Western Kentucky blogger over at UDD. And with me is the former Old Dominion Boston College kicker punter, Satchel Ziffer. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Looking forward to a good week of college football. Of course. Is I mean, as long as a week has college football, it's always a good week, right? That's true. That's true. The worst the worst year or part of the year, even though it's the best part too, is summer because no one like baseball. And so I miss you can just edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> As we get nostalgic for just the times of year when it, all, all the sports are happening at one time, which is kind of what we're in right now, which is nice. But, no, I agree. Summer is kind of the worst, especially when you're an adult. Like, the the excitement of, like, being out of school for the year is kind of gone. You have to go to work anyway. It's kind of stupid. And then there's no football or basketball. Yeah. So as much as, I love, as much as I love baseball, college baseball is usually done by May. So mm-hmm. whatever. Um We'll go ahead and jump into the Week 10 recap here. Uh, The first one, which was probably one of the more important results of the weekend, FAU 30, Marshall 25. Great game. Both teams did a lot of things really well. Uh, FAU really won this thing with some big plays. Singletary caught a 60-yard touchdown pass on a trick play. Willie Wright broke off a 19-yard touchdown run. Uh, For Marshall, Chase Litton also threw four interceptions, which it's really hard to win, like we've also said, when you commit that many turnovers. And uh, three of those interceptions actually went to one person, Jalen Young, on the FAU side. Um, so the FAU secondary just keeps getting it done like we've been praising them for for the past several weeks. All, Owls are now 6-3. Uh, and three. They're going to a bowl game. So Lane Kiffin's squad keeps it rolling. Yeah, and just like I, we kind of already alluded to, that defense, just way too good. I mean, it's not even that they're good. They just, I don't know, like they're just ball hawkers. They're just going to get the ball. And they, I, I don't know if they have had a single game this year where they haven't had at least two interceptions. So uh, it's just impressive, to say the least. I mean, I, they have to be in the top five in interceptions on the season. I mean, it has to be that way. I'm, they, I'm gonna, yeah, for, are you talking for the entire NCAA or for the, for the yeah. No, for the NCAA. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I don't have those stats in front of me. They are obviously first in the league in interceptions uh, for Conference USA with uh, 18. Uh, next closest team is Louisiana Tech with 12. So yeah, that yeah. would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So FAU secondary continuing to get it done. Just a really fun team to watch right now. Um, we'll go on to the next one, and you know, feel free to roast me for this one, uh, Satchel. Vandy 31, Western 17. Um, WKU actually hung in there for the first half, but in the second half, only three points for them in that time. It was just punts and turnovers from that point on. Uh, defensively, I really wasn't too mad at the effort for Western. If you take away the touchdown that deflected off of Antoine Kincaid's foot and then just kind of fell into the Vandy receiver's hand uh, that he took for a score, that's only 24 points that they gave up to an SEC offense, which isn't that bad. Um, mm-hmm. But offensively, um, Negative six rushing yards for the Hilltoppers. Offensive line got completely dominated. 
And to make matters worse, Quentin Baker sustained uh, what seemed to be a pretty significant injury in that one. So he's done for the year, actually. And then here's the day-to-day injuries right now for Western coming into the Marshall game this week. Kylan Towner, Cam Eccles-Looper, Mike White, and then also Dion Yelder is questionable. So if they can't get some of those guys back healthy and quickly, they're kind of screwed. Yeah, it was just kind of a weird thing. Before we go any further, just to answer that question, FAU is number one in the country in interceptions, uh, tied with uh, South Florida okay, for the top. So just, but anyways, back to the um, game. Uh, it was a good game. I mean, I, you know, I kind of... I, I kind of knew that they wouldn't win this game just because it's very hard, and I, I kind of alluded to it last week. They're just it's it's hard to beat any Power Five team. There's just such a difference in the players. And um, if this was Western Kentucky two years ago with uh, can't even remember his name, the quarterback, but you know, yeah, Dowdy. They kind of they they would have had a chance, but not not against like a Vandy team that you know they're kind of on. They were having a good start of the season, and then just kind of like uh, beat the better. You know, more explicit, but not going to say it. Um, sure. But Western Kentucky didn't play bad. I mean, it wasn't a bad game for them at all. Mike White still had a decent game. I mean, it was just, you know, it's just the longer you go in a game with a, a team in Power 5 when you're not Power 5, it's harder to win. It's just it's just is. So. Yeah, it definitely seems to be that way. The Power 5 schools um, have the depth to kind of combat, um, yeah. you know, those late game fatigue kind of situations. And whereas with... The G5 teams obviously usually get like a superstar athlete every now and then, Mike White being one of those, in my opinion. But, I mean, if he can't get it done and he doesn't have help with all of his better receivers sitting out that game with Towner and Eccles Looper and uh, I believe Yelder set out that game too, there's not really much else you can do. And it also doesn't help that the offensive line is got a little bit better from where they started, but they're kind of stagnant now and they're just not very good. They're very young as well. Well, so, what's, what's really important or kind of like, like hurt you guys badly is um that opening drive in the first quarter in the third quarter, not opening, but you know, the first yeah. drive the scoring drive, 17 plays, 63 yards, five minutes taken off the clock. But you, you know, you had to settle for a field goal at the two yard yeah. line, I think. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was the right call, but you know, at that point when you're, you're that close in a game, I would have gone for it just because, you know, you, you know it's going to come down to, like, just overall who wants it more. And then um, in that sense, at least for WKU, because you know what, uh, Vanderbilt's going to have some players that can come back in or that can fill roles to, you know, make it a little, like, less tiring for some of their defensive players. But I would have gone for it. Why not? Just try shoot that, your shot. That's true. I mean, when you have a non-conference opponent where, like, at this point – Winning or losing that game isn't going to make too much of a difference in terms of whether or not you win the conference, and it, it can only really help you in terms of getting closer to being bowl eligible. And yeah. you know, when no one expects you to win, I say go ahead and take risks. So I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, next one on the schedule, UAB 52, Rice 21. Um, can, first of all, congratulations to the Blazers becoming bowl eligible in their first year back in FBS. So hooray. Uh, Blazer defense forced three turnovers. Spencer Brown ran for three touchdowns and 110 yards. And then quarterback A.J. Erdely, uh threw for three touchdowns as well at 197 yards through the air. So, I mean, Rice's offense has looked significantly better in the last couple of weeks, but the fact that they're still losing by significant margins just tells you how bad that team really is. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And it's, it's more on the defensive end. Just, you know, they can't they can't stop anyone really, it seems like right now. 
But um, I just want to give a shout-out to Miklo Smalls, the freshman quarterback. He actually had a decent day. Um, I think it was his first start ever, right? Or Really? Um, Miklo yeah, Smalls? Yeah, it, de- okay. it was definitely his first start. He went 14 for 22, 227. Uh, it's not amazing, but, you know, for a first start, it's it's decent. I mean, I know you threw three interceptions, but – or not three interceptions. How many did you throw? One interception? Yeah. Um, maybe it wasn't – yeah, but he uh maybe he didn't start, but he you know he played a significant amount of that game. So, and also his name is Smalls, so you, you got to think he's probably getting that joke a lot of times. You killing me, Smalls? Oh, of course. I yeah, mean, that, so. yeah. You got to get the schoolyard staple, obviously. I mean, especially. Yeah. Although I, at the same time, have like, are we reaching that point where this generation of kids probably hasn't even seen that movie? The Sandlot? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. That was really our generation. I mean. I know, but like if you think about it now, like as sad as it is, I mean, would you say he was a freshman, right? Yeah, he is. yeah. So he's six years younger than us at this point. As sad as that sounds, so I mean, that yeah, that might just be past the point of like getting that reference now, which is sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe there's one more generation, like one more, like maybe like three more years, two more years, because I think athletic people in general will get that one because every 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 boy that played baseball or liked sports well, saw that movie at least once, I would assume. I don't, I'm not really sure. You're, you're, you could be right. The thing that also scares me is that kids are seniors in high school now that are born in the 2000s. So that's kind of yeah. you know, a little freaky. Yeah. yeah. Kids that weren't even, kids that weren't even alive for 9-11. Yeah, that's – that are in high school now? Really? Yeah, I guess so. That are almost graduating high school. Wow. Yeah, you are right. Because if now is 2017, then they'd be 16. Then yeah, they're they're getting up there. That's yeah. really, uh, that's freaky. I need to just crawl under a blanket now and <laughs> think about <laughs> sad things. Oh jeez. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of sad things, Old Dominion six, Charlotte zero. Um, <laughs> Monarch squeaked one out. Uh, two field <clears throat> goals for Nick Rice. Uh, 14 punts made between the two. Uh, teams in this one, so that made it a little tough to watch. So, how nervous Whoa. were you? <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? That's tough, tough to say that to a punter. But uh, how nervous were you watching this game? First of all, um, all right. So this is kind of interesting. So I, I go to all the old uh, home games just because you know, got it. Uh, it was homecoming. Um, it was like the alumni day, so we were all there. Uh, and you know, the game like I didn't really feel nervous because Charlotte really is awful. And, like, they couldn't do anything on the ground. Neither could we, but at least we, like, scored a few times and we got close to scoring a few times. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, if, if we lose this game, we deserve to lose. Like, we deserve to not play in a conference or in any type of bowl game or if we have even a shot. So um, not really nervous. Towards the end, there was, a, there was a little bit of, like, nerve because, you know, they got the ball. In, like, they got the ball back with, like, it was like four minutes left, like in a good with good field position, like at the forty yard line. So it was like I was like, oh my god, we're gonna lose this one somehow. <laughs> like so, um. But all in all, I mean, we didn't play great. I mean, this isn't the team that we had last year. The one thing that's kind of confusing to me, and um, I'm ne- I I don't really understand it is so Stevie Williams didn't get to play the first drive of the game because he missed a team meeting at some point during the week. Mm-hmm. So. Blake LaRusso was the starter who started the season for us. And Blake's a great guy. I mean, I'm good friends with him. But he, you know, he takes us down the field. We kick a field goal. He goes he goes five for five 
for 25 yards and he proves he can you know move the ball and we still end up just putting in Stevie right away right after that drive so mm-hmm. it's kind of confusing because I think Blake can move the ball better and I think I I don't know why they haven't given him a chance I don't know why they wouldn't play him again after going five for five for 25 yards like five for five no matter how many yards it is, that's a good that's a good drive. I mean, and he he drove the we drove the ball, we scored. So, uh, questionable call to do that. I mean, good thing is Stephen Williams didn't throw an interception this game. Bad thing is he didn't have a single touchdown. So, yeah, um, yeah, just moving forward, that'll be interesting. You know, yeah. so yeah, the, you bring up an interesting point with um, Blake Larusa not getting the attention over Stevie Williams. And in my mind, my original thought was, well, at this point, if they don't have the confidence that they're going to continue to, like, you know, win a bowl game or contend for the conference title or whatever, then you got to give the guy who's going to be the future snaps. But at the same time, like, LaRusse is only a sophomore. So yeah, he, he has well two more years. I think, I think the huge difference is just, you know, it's just Blake's smaller. Blake's only 5'10". Yeah. So he he's smaller than um he's small smaller than Heineke was. He's smaller than most of these guys. But I mean he's proving to do like he's proving to be safe. He's always been safe with the ball. He's been great in practice. I saw him in practice and I thought he was good. And you know he's worked his way up from the fifth string walk on uh or quarterback to he was first string for a while. And um I'm just kind of questioning the motive of just. I think they should at least give him another drive or two just to see, you know, can he, can he sustain a drive again? You know? So. Yeah. I think you have a valid point there and we'll see if he gets any further time going forward because I mean, at this point they need to win. And from the past, like weeks before this, it doesn't seem like Stevie Williams has really given him that much better of a shot than LaRusa would, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. So. Well, if you think, if you, if you just take this game in for context, uh, Steven Williams had, you know, maybe 11 drives, 10 drives. Mm-hmm. Blake had one drive. They got the same amount of points. There you go. So, so. At, at, yeah. So hopefully they can kind of, at, at this point, just kind of find a way to work it more into like a legitimate battle for that spot going into next season. Cause in my opinion, I think it, I think it should be, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, you can't throw the amount of, I, I know he's young, but at some point you got to understand this isn't like, you know, he can't throw that many interceptions and that's, what's taken us out of these games is these interceptions. I mean, and you know, Blake's not, Blake's not like the superstar, but he, he takes control of the ball. He's not like crazy. Like he, uh, I don't even know who to really compare him to. Like maybe like, I can't even think of anyone really, to be honest. But I mean, they gotta keep giving him a chance because Blake deserves a chance. I mean, he he deserves it. So yeah, I'm not saying you have to start him, just try it. Just <laughs> right. And you know, at this point, hopefully they do take that take that chance for their own sake. Um, but we'll go ahead and move on to uh, some another team that kind of needs some help this week. With Louisiana Tech, they went down uh, by one to North Texas. 24-23 to was the final there. Close game the whole time. Jeffrey Wilson puts the mean green ahead with about six minutes left. So Tech then drives down the field, has kind of a rough drive. They try to set John Barnes up for a 53-yarder that he misses with uh, about three or so minutes left. And then at that point, the mean green are able to just uh, run the clock out. And just like that, North Texas is bowl eligible. 
Yeah, good for North Texas. They're not that good. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even hating at this point. I just don't think they're that good of a team. I, I it, it it sucks to say, but you know, um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I think sorry, they... sorry if you guys are mad at me. Whoever you you North Texas fans, it's not like I have a vendetta against you. I just think a like you you know something happened where you know you guys could have been a good team and maybe next year you will be, but. I just don't think you're as good as a bowl, a already bowl eligible team. I think you should have been, you'll be bowl eligible, and you should have been bowl eligible throughout the season. But I don't think you should be bowl eligible this early. Sorry. First of all, I don't say you don't have a vendetta against this team because it's so much more fun for me when you do have a vendetta against this team, <laughs> or at least act like you do. Um, but at the same, like with North Texas, there's. Uh, Several like very exciting guys to watch on this team. Wilson obviously being one of them. Mason Fine yeah. is fun to watch too. Um, Rico Busey being another one. He's that the the offense in general is kind of fun to watch. But at the same time, if you're beating Louisiana Tech, who is not a very good team by only one, and uh, you know, I, I think somewhere on, along the line they kind of got a surge of confidence to play like to the point that we were saying at the early part of the season that they're going to contend for the title, and now it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But, I, you know, I think... Who's going to win the West? Who's going to win the West? Um, yeah. Hmm. Probably them. I'm going to say, if we pull up the standings, you know, at this point, I mean, they're 5-1 and one in conference, though, and they're the only other team behind them is... Uh, UAB at four and two in conference play. So, if North Texas can, if North Texas loses at some, then UAB point, has the tiebreaker, right? I think. Did you? UAB beat North Texas. No, they didn't. Wait. No, they. Oh, didn't. they lost to. Oh, yeah, I thought they, they won. That was a close one. Then I was like, what was it was like, thirty-eight to thirty-five or something. Uh, 46-43 was the North Texas victory over UAB. Well, they're um, gonna so they're winning the conference. They're they're winning their division. Yeah, they're they, yeah, seven rights. That's true. So I, it's looking more actually. Yeah, it's looking more and more like we're gonna see a North Texas FAU rematch in the title game. Yeah, I mean that would be so kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But at at the same time, I think we're gonna see a similar result if that happens with FAU kind of running them over. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, next one. The other Florida school, FIU 14, UTSA 7. Uh, Panthers are now bowl eligible for just the third time ever in the history of that program. Uh, they went up 14-0 on UTSA in the second half. Roadrunners' comeback fell a bit short, uh, just managed to get a touchdown there in the kind of waning minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, this was just another one of those crazy close games that we've had this week. Uh, neither team really played that well. Uh, they each had at least two turnovers, and FIU had the ball for just 70 more seconds, and, like, that made all the difference. Yeah, it did. Um, it was a close game. I mean, you're going to you, – the good thing about this FIU team is they're a good team, but they're also – they they're, they know how to, like, close out games, and that's that's a hard part for some of those, like, lower-end yes. tier teams, especially the Monarchs this year, just closing out a game. So – um, that's a good sign for the or for. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm having a weird day. Um, that's a good sign for FIU. I think they're a good team. I think it'll be really interesting. I guess two weeks they play FAU or something like that. It's like because I think I think if anyone can beat FAU, it's FIU. 
to be honest. Yeah, in in two weeks here was when we're going to see the FIU at FAU game. Um, Yeah, I mean, I kind of got to agree. Of all the teams on FAU's uh, schedule, I think FIU probably has the best shot to beat them because the other two teams on there are Louisiana Tech and Charlotte. So, So, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, FIU. Even though, hey, hey, the weird thing is that Charlotte might have the better chance of those three teams or those two teams to win that game. Explain. Against him, because if you explain why, because yeah. Hassan Clue doesn't throw the ball, and if they're not throwing the ball, no interceptions, which means no no turnovers, and that's how FAU's been winning these games, been winning by turnovers. So you take away that, <laughs> hey, anything's possible, baby. Yay. Okay, so I mean, yeah, we just gave you a free game plan there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Don't throw the fucking freaking ball. I'm <laughs> cursing God. I, <laughs> I, I saved myself. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, uh, yeah. So, FIU, I mean, congrats on being bowl eligible. That's a significant accomplishment, especially when you've had, you know, that coach for, for one year. So, uh, that'll be fun, especially now that both of the Florida teams are good. Um, and then we, the only game this week um, where, should say the other game this week, where we had a Conference USA team play a uh, P5 opponent. USM went down 24-10 to to Tennessee. Uh, this one was actually like eerily similar to the WKU game that happened this week. USM hung around for a while, mostly in the first half. They ended up being behind 10 to three at the half. Uh, USM just committed two big turnovers, a fumble and an interception, which Tennessee immediately scored after. And USM just never really caught up. So Golden Eagles dropped to five and four on the season. Uh, Tennessee dropped or snaps a four-game losing streak, I should say. Yeah, I mean. Same thing, same kind of thing with, like, the WKU-Vanderbilt game. But this is, I mean, obviously a better team in Tennessee. Tennessee's not having a good year by any standard, but, I mean, obviously they're better than Vanderbilt. So, um, yeah, kind of the same thing. I mean, that's I and that's kind of just the story of most of these, you know, G5, P5 games is that you're going to, they're going to stick around the first half. It's going to be a very close game, but just the depth. The depth gets to them, yep. and, you know, you have these big guys that are, um, you know, significantly bigger than most G5 players, and they're hitting you. So it's it's going to come down to, like, can you can you make the most of, you know, the small windows they give you? So For sure. Um, if you're a Southern Miss fan and the fact that you're 5-4 and four with three games left is worrisome, I wouldn't worry too much because if you're hoping to go to a bowl game, your next two opponents are Rice and Charlotte. So you're probably going to be fine. Congrats. <laughs> Very true. Then the last game that happened last week, I don't know why I, I reviewed that one first. But, yeah, I was uh, confused. Sorry about that. Uh, Middle Tennessee, 30, UTEP, 3. Uh, so first of all, welcome back, Brent Stock. Still, the quarterback came back from a collarbone injury, and they threw him in after John Rizzo's football career was unfortunately ended by concussions. Um, so they got Brent ready to go, and they really, really needed him. Um, he was 13 of 30 for 190 yards through the air, three passing touchdowns, and uh, one interception. Uh, that obviously help them kind of propel them, get their confidence going back a little bit. And uh, also congrats to kicker Cannon Rooker hit a career long 51 yard field goal on the first drive. And um, now I, I think now that middle Tennessee has a little bit of like renewed energy, I, I think they, I think they can pull out a bowl game here. I think they have a shot. 
Shut up, Joe. No? Shut up. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Because it'll come down to week thirty or come down to week or thirteen and you'll lose. Okay, is, are they playing your squad, Old Dominion? Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know about that. At this point, like. No, I know. I'm kind of like upset because I thought it was gonna be like, oh well, all the game we really have to like worry about now is if all you, and then all of a sudden that guy's back. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, but like. With Middle Tennessee, now that he's back, and given how the last like couple weeks have gone, I mean, Middle Tennessee has Charlotte next week. They'll win that game. Um, and then the week after that, they play Western, which, mm-hmm. not that Western is bad, obviously, but if they have you know, their luck with injuries, it's continuing to go the way it's going, then that makes me significantly less confident in that game. And then they have Old Dominion, which having a little bit of a rough season there. So, yeah, now that I now that this is kind of going this way for in a positive direction for Middle Tennessee, then yeah, I have I have the confidence that they're going to make a bowl game here in some way. Interesting. Interesting. They'll they'll beat Charlotte and then I think they win I think they win one of if not both of those games, the last two between Western okay. Kentucky and Old Dominion. So. That's fair. So that will wrap up the uh, week 10 recap. Um, do you have anything you want to touch on before we do week 11 previews? Mm, nope. <laughs> All right, great. So we'll jump into week 11 previews then. Uh, first one on the schedule, we have uh, Middle Tennessee at Charlotte. That one will be at 2 p.m. East Coast time. You can catch it on ESPN 3 there in good old North Carolina. Um, so like I was actually just saying with Brent still, Brent Stock still, being back, that's huge for MTSU and Charlotte's bad. Um, so, you know, with the year that they've had and how badly they have played against passing offenses, I mm-hmm. think this is for sure going in Middle Tennessee's favor. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance here. <laughs> so, sorry, 49ers. The uh, bad year continues for you guys. Um, next one. Florida Atlantic at Louisiana Tech. Uh, you can catch that one on, uh, well, I should say at uh, 2.30 p.m. local time in Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, FAU, I think, has this in the bag. They're just a superior team to Louisiana Tech right now. Uh, and Tech is in sort of a bad way. And like I've said before, I don't think they make a bowl game. Um, so, And I think the fact that they were not able to beat North Texas last week, I think that kind of sealed their fate but we'll see yeah um this is gonna be a blowout i'm thinking i think fau just wants to just further their lead on everyone else so they're it's gonna be like well i'm gonna say 50 59 to 21 all right i mean i don't i i actually don't disagree with you on that one i think this is gonna be if you like points i think fau is gonna give it to you against this louisiana tech defense Next one, USM at Rice in H-Town there, uh, 2.30 p.m. as well. Uh, USM, I think, is going to win this one pretty easily, despite Rice's offense looking semi-okay the last few weeks. Uh, Golden Eagles get this one and secure a bowl spot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think And USM has a better defense, so I think USM is going to be able to pull – or, yeah, USM is going to win this one. Um, it'll be good in the first half. It'll be like kind of like a shootout, and then – 
obviously USM has more depth and they're just a better team and they'll, you know, halftime adjustments will help them win this game. I, I agree. I think the way we're going, I think we're going to agree on pretty much all these games, but we'll see. Um, next one, there's not even a whole lot to say about this one. North Texas hosting UTEP at uh, 3 p.m. Or, I'm sorry, 4 p.m. local time in Denton. You can catch it on ESPN3. North Texas isn't great, but they're going to destroy UTEP. Yeah, I mean, you saw what what's his name did last week, Middle Tennessee, uh, Stockstill. Mason finds better in Stockstill right now. Uh, UTEP can't defend, period. So, uh, North Texas by like five touchdowns. Fair estimate. Um, and then the Moonshine Throwdown, Western Kentucky at Marshall. Uh, I think Marshall's going to win this one, actually. They're just a little bit better on both sides of the ball right now. And just the amount of injuries that Western is dealing with, and they're all like. Maybe, you know, in a lot of cases, maybe not their best players, but like significant role players in the offense specifically. And they just had one of their linebackers go down for the rest of the year, which I can't. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but it wasn't uh, EA Beniway. So, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I think Western's just a little too banged up to contend with this Marshall team that uh, doesn't need a win, but was probably really looking for one to kind of get their confidence back up. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I think the most interesting thing for me, like betting-wise, is, um, and I'll ask you, uh, what do you think there will be more of? Total yards, okay, mm-hmm. or total amount of teeth in the stadium, not counting the football players and coaches? If Vegas, and actually, if Vegas actually had that bet, do you know how many people would actually take that? Take I would take. I would probably take the yards, to uh, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Old Dominion at. Florida International. Uh, God, that's so pathetic, dude. Your team is doing good, and every other ticket is about twenty-two. It's like twenty-two dollars, six dollars, seventeen, thirty-six, seventeen, and then FIU three bucks. Yeah, yeah. Come if you're looking on. to go to that game, um, tickets are as cheap as three bucks. I would, I would take that. I mean, especially if you're if a if you're an FIU alumni, see your team playing the best season they've had in almost like two decades at this point. Um, so go check that out. Go support college football. Um, yeah. Their stadium sucks, though. <laughs> yeah, so go so go give them money <laughs> so they can buy a better stadium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think FIU is probably going to win this. They keep digging out these close wins, and Old Dominion is just not very good right now. So, I, I mean, that's kind of my piece on that. What do you think? If they give Blake Larusa a chance, we win this game. Will they do that though? That is a question that only Brian Scott and Bobby Water know the answer to. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I, you know, the thing is, I don't think FIU is a relatively good team. I don't think they're bad. Um, they do everything decently well, and that's where it's kind of the difference. Um, ODU's been playing more competitive these last three weeks, which is good, and I think they'll continue to play really competitive. And I think this game will come down to like just who can, who, you know, who can kind of control the second half, because I think the first half it'll it'll be very close. So um, ODU needs to close out a game, like actually close out a game against a good opponent. If we can do that, I think we can somehow win this game. But I don't, you know. I think Blake LaRusa gives us our best chance at winning right now, and I hope the coaches saw the stats, looked at everything, 
let him have a chance with the first team again. I agree. I think he's earned that shot, but we'll see if they give it to him. Yeah. Um, last one on the docket would be UAB at UTSA at uh, 6 p.m. local time there in San Antonio. Um, I'm a little torn here, but at the end of the day, you know what? We might we might be torn here. I think UTSA is going to dig this one out. I pick UAB every single week that they've won. Well, there you go. So, so I'm going to pick UAB. Okay. Um, so I think we found one that we're going to disagree on. Do we have a bet going for that game, man? What do you want to do? Because hmm. if anyone, ha- if you guys haven't seen my, uh, what I made, uh, Mr. Londrigan do last week, you should go check out his Twitter, uh, headliner picture. It's pretty special to say the least. What did Big Red ever do to you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, you know, it was funny. Uh, I yeah, no, I agree. I I chuckled, and my girlfriend is a big Western alum. She thought that was funny too. Um, yeah. But um, they're just so goofy. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. The big red and grimace. I, they. I mean, it's kind of messed up because I feel like they're extended family at some point. There's just like a blob. Well, thing. and that works because you're. It's Kentucky. <sighs> you had. <to> <laughs> yeah well i mean we'll figure something out in terms of we'll probably do something similar in terms of a social media type wager um and something for the good people listening to laugh at us at some in some fashion so uh you're welcome hey i just remembered something what's that i have a western kentucky football forgot about that sorry that's just a random thought (laughs) so just so everyone knows and no one can tell me for this don't tell me I took a football from every single team I played in college. <laughs> I took one of their balls, and I just kept them all. And I have every single ball in my house, my parents' house right now. But I'm gonna like hang them up or put them up when I'm like, like have a like a house. Yeah. So it'll be pretty sweet. I have like 29. Of, like it's like 29 balls that I got from games, and then like me and a couple other punters uh, traded off balls because they did the same thing. Did they so, all have just like logos of the team on them? Is that how you differentiate? Yeah, these no, that's how. Yeah, that's how you know. You have the they have like the insignia of like the team. So like oh, Western okay. Kentucky has like the Hilltopper logo. Uh, ODU's has the Monarch. It's 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 all different. So some teams just have like the name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's pretty cool because they're all like different balls. I mean, Western Kentucky uses the stupid Rydell or Russell or whatever they are. The it's the crappy ball, but it's like the best kicking ball ever. So that's why your punters are – actually, your punters usually suck. So I don't know why they suck, but no offense. So. I, I will fight you to the death over our punters. No, I won't. Um, but was it, was it your kicker like two years ago that had their really funny like starting position? You were asking the wrong person I, in terms of paying attention to kicking mechanics, sir. Oh, no, it's funny because what he would do is like, he bend – one of the kickers I, we played, he would bend over – and then he'd, like, twist his body to the right. And it was so funny. Oh, I, I got to remember what kicker that is. That was a funny... Oh, my God. Who was your kicker from a couple years ago? Do you remember? Uh, Garrett Schwetman. How do you spell that? I just want to see this, because I'm going to tweet it out, because I think it's hilarious. Schwetman. S-C-H-W-E-T-T-M-A-N. Okay. Actually, he had a pretty good career, too. All right. I'll figure it out. 
recap and previews being done, do you have a question of the week that you want to put out there? Yeah, let's just do it. Man. So I'm just going to do just overall NCAA. Who, now we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Who do you think it is now? Who do you think the four top teams are after last week's debacles? Yeah, so right now it's uh, college football Georgia, player, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think, I definitely think Clemson falls off at some point. Um, you think they. That would be interesting because I'm pretty sure. Let me see really fast. I think they're in the same. No, Miami and Clemson probably will play each other for the conference championship. Right, NC because State of the, yeah, yeah. Because of the championship game. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think Clemson falls off. I, I don't know though. They have like they just have an, a pretty easy schedule like, going in. But I just this obviously isn't like the Clemson team of old. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Do you think? Um, you know, Alabama obviously is is good, but like I mean, they could they haven't been really tested yet. It'll be interesting for that Auburn game to see what happens because I personally don't think Alabama is going to make the playoffs this year. I just think they lose. I think they lose to Georgia, if if not Georgia and Auburn. Yeah, so. I eh, I don't I don't know about that with with Bama like. I don't know. I I think they lose in the championship game, but I don't think that knocks them out of the playoff necessarily. Because it's going to be because it's going to be them and Georgia in the playoff, right? Or not the playoff, but the championship game. Yeah, it's already set pretty much. I think Georgia's already set. Alabama could lose if they lose two more games. Auburn would make it. Right. So uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think because who does Notre Dame finish? The Notre game? Dame plays Miami this week. Right. Which will be that'll be a tell because if if Notre Dame wins that game, which many think they will, they'll definitely make it because I don't. There's no one beating them. They don't have a conference championship game. They'll make it, and and the CFP wants them to make it because that's so much money. I mean, having Notre Dame in it is always a good thing because they're like money does play parts in this. Like, and Notre Dame has oh, the biggest sure. following by far for sure. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. F- having followed Notre Dame football for like my entire life, I fully expect them to just like mess up something here because like I think they have a very real shot to beat Miami and then after that they have Navy and Stanford and like those are all really winnable games for them, but just... I think they lose to Miami to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think of those 3 that's the biggest potential to be a loss for them. Well, yeah, and Miami, Miami just has. See, the thing that's different about Miami than all these teams is they're just having fun. I mean, they're a fun team to watch because they just like having. They they just they're they're kind of they kind of captured that swagger that they used to have back. Like they have it again, like early two thousand swagger. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the U. I think the interesting thing, like the one thing that I could really see happening is U wins out, plays Clemson for the championship, and then. Maybe Clemson wins and gets in, but it will be interesting to see what happens there. I think Oklahoma definitely should be in it, and I think the good thing about all these games is that this is the year that would make will make it obvious that we need eight teams, not four, because there's there's a good four or five extra teams that probably deserve a chance. So yeah, I think that's a pretty safe statement. Um, will, so. will a two t- a two loss team make it? Uh, no. Probably not, right? I don't think so, no. Because and the Big Ten's out. The Big Ten's not making it. 
So uh, I mean, it would definitely seem that way. Yeah, because I don't think Wisconsin will beat whoever, either Ohio State or Penn State. It looks like Ohio State at this point. So right. that'd be interesting. Right. So, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Georgia-Bama. Um, Oklahoma is going to be either the three or the four. And then... Uh, you think Georgia and Bama may both make it even if one of them, even if whoever loses the SEC championship? See, this is why I always like get stuck in these playoff arguments, and like I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, you know, if I, 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 here's all right. In I think Georgia makes the playoff. Obviously, I think Bama does make the playoff, but they're not in the two spot anymore. I think Oklahoma is in one of those spots as well. And just the way things seem to be going, I think Miami takes the last spot. Mm. So I convinced you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's partially that and partially me looking at Notre Dame's schedule and thinking to myself, they're going to find some way to blow this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think, all right, interesting question too. Do you think. Is it possible two G five teams make uh, power or make like New Year's Day games? For when you say New Year's Day games, right? like the big the big games, like the you know the like the BCS games of old. Um, you know, because obviously UCF UCF will probably make it. I don't see them losing to anyone. But then you have you have Memphis, right? Who could. I guess make it. I don't. I, do they play? They're in the same conference, so they'd have to play each other at some point. I would assume, right? No, they already uh, played. They already played each other. No, you, I mean they. It got. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, it right. got canceled. Um, it got it, canceled. Yeah, but then they rescheduled it, and UCF won forty thirteen. Oh yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Yeah. Um, and then, then they'll play in the conference championship. Most likely. I would think so. I but at the same time no I don't I don't think other than maybe UCF I don't think uh, a G five team gets into a New Year's Six game at this point it just it, it doesn't seem to be going their way for whatever reason with the powers that be in college football so yeah it's unfortunate yeah <laughs> yeah um cool anything All right. else I right, one more yeah who yeah. college basketball who do you think's taking it this year do you think it's Leangelo Ball at this point, you can never get a jail. You know, you know, at this point with like that whole situation, I, you know, I just, I hope, you know, I hope they don't throw him in jail for five years or whatever it is in China. Like that's scary. Yeah, that's <laughs> dude. They could cut off his hand, man. That's like the thing they do. That's like China's thing. No, no offense. I'm just saying, like, that used to be like a well-known thing that back in like you know medieval times, like Chinese, like if you stole in China, you got your hand cut off. Right. I mean, that's like that's some scary stuff. Like, I as much as I kind of roll my eyes at everything the Ball family seems to be involved in, like, what? How stupid! Like, what did? He, what was he thinking? Because obviously that family has money, and his sure. brother just signed a huge contract. Why? Why do you need to steal, man? Like, what's what? What good does that do for you? You're playing college basketball. You're in China for an awesome like experience and game. You know you're 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 not stealing from like a grocery store or something. You're stealing from a freaking Louis Vuitton or Gucci or whatever it was. Like they have cameras, they can tell. 
Like, what are you thinking? Jesus. Not a big baller move. Not a big baller move at all, man. No. Um, you know, I was just looking at the seating the other day, and I think it's, like, pretty wide open. But, like, if I had to just pick a team right now, I'd probably say Duke. Duke? The yeah. Dukies? Yeah, I think so. They always screw up. I think Florida's gonna. I think Florida's gonna win it all this year, and not because I'm a huge Gator fan. <laughs> right. Just, no. And who do you think wins the conference? Who do you think wins our conference? The SEC in basketball? No, no, no. The conference USA. Oh, conference USA. Um, Philly Goose. Well, you were talking about Florida, and then you said our conference. Yeah, but my bad. No, you're fine. Um, hmm. Middle Tennessee is usually pretty strong. Um, you know, yeah, we, they've been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if, if I had to pick a team right now, I would probably say, I don't admit, like, UAB is good too, though. So, I, I think it's going to be a close race between Middle Tennessee and UAB with uh, ODU Tennessee. has a hey, ODU has a good team coming back too. So, yeah, they're, not, they're not too shabby. So, yeah. I, yeah, as much as yeah, I as much as I want to see Western like make a run at it, that program has just been like too much. Like I'm burnt out on Western Kentucky basketball before the season even started. Honestly, yeah, like it's been just insane. Um, <laughs> but I, if I had to pick a conference USA basketball team now, I'd probably say Middle Tennessee. Honestly, yeah, haven't they made the two like past ones and they won a game last year or two games last year? Two, or was it the year years ago? Two years ago, they beat Michigan State. That was, it was like it, that yeah. giant upset. I don't remember. Yeah, because they had that big dude with, with the dreads, game. and he was good. That guy was good. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what happened last year with Middle Tennessee, though, honestly. Yeah. So, interesting. Well, yeah. that would be fun. It would be yeah. a good year of basketball. No, obviously, no one will pay attention until like, February 25th, but just like me. Yeah, nope. until, there's a, until there's a betting pool involved, which, I mean, I can see it. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap up then. Thank you for listening to the Underdog Podcast. We appreciate it, of course. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you found us there. Helps the site grow. Um, and then I'll, uh, check us out on Facebook as well. Like Underdog Dynasty on there. Follow at Underdog Dynasty on Twitter. You can follow Satchel and myself on Twitter as well. I am at J-O-E-H-I-O underscore Satchel is at Z-I-F-F underscore 15. Um, 280 Satchel, characters now of me. Yeah, you get us for 280 more characters now, so we'll see how that goes, see if we have anything interesting to say. Um, you'll only know if you follow us. Uh, Satchel, do you have a sign-off line for this week? No. Nah. Not feeling it this week. Actually, no. Here we go. You know, you, here it is. Bye. Happy football watching, everybody. <laughs>